All right. Well, we're back. Uh, barring, you know, uh, meteor showers, not counting the one that happened in Texas yesterday or, you know, something crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's all going to go according to plan. Unfortunately, our man Steve is a little bit busy. He's got to um, do some nuclear stuff. But we got Greg and we got me. So uh, we're going to start out with some of the news oh, we didn't quite get to get we to. We also have a very even floor. Mm, or will. At as least, a, as opposed as opposed to other floors in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we know that the end result will be a very even floor. I mean, oh, he's in okay, it's no. in process after all. Indeed, or in situ. I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, we're gonna start out with uh, some stuff that I was wanting to get to last week, but hey, we'll get to it now. So uh, Joe Biden had some really interesting advice on the uh, on the twenty first. There, he had a, a town hall on Wednesday and. Well, aside from the fact that, you know, he seems to think that 9mm is something that only terrorists use. Um, oh, my God. He's uh, He said that, well, his exact words were, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. And, well, I realize that his mind is going, or gone, fairly. Oh, he's uh, never he was never smart enough to understand what a vaccine does in the first place. Oh, so, yeah, he didn't. I, yeah, but I mean... I, I mean, is he even really following his handler's instructions to the letter now anymore? It seems like he's even slipping on those. Well, but, I mean, uh, to let's, be fair, yeah. the last guy didn't exactly follow his handler's instructions. and Some of those were great speeches, and some of them were shitty speeches. Ah, fair, fair. Uh, you know, I'd, it would have been better if he More didn't follow any of his handler's information. That depends on the handler we're talking about here, because I know the one you're talking about, and yeah, he was a piece of shit. Yeah, well, you know, uh, sometimes... Some good things, good topics, like the prison reform, fantastic, but uh, other things, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Like, did you, did you really have to convince him to bring Kanye to the White House? Did you Did you honestly, Jared? Come on. I mean, you know, that, that worked out pretty well because... Um, for Kanye? I mean, a lot of people shriek. It was I was good entertained, for... all right? I mean, you want to know what good lulls would have been? Good lulls would have been, hey, guess what? You know what? I'm pretty sure I got this at the end of the day, despite all this weirdness that's happening. I'm going to go ahead and let Julian go. You know, he's suffered enough. Just let him out the embassy. We're not going after you. Just come on over to the States. We'll look after you. That would have flustered oh, some fucking people. Oh, man. If we well, had Assange out here fighting with us, oh, the world would be you know, a little bit more. You got to wonder, though, like, with the way that he like the way he's been going, do, do you think like he's feeling a little bit moist down below? Think he's uh, maybe he's been sitting in it in his uh, chair for too long. I switched back to Biden here. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I was gonna say, um, yeah. I don't know if he has the capacity to notice. Well, you see, it's funny you should mention that because well, well hold on, let me let me pause you for just a quick second to actually finish my initial <laughs> point on the whole Biden statement. He is an amazing idiot, okay? Everything from everyone, even the least trustworthy motherfuckers in the world, China, will tell us that you can, in fact, get infected and spread this shit if you get the vaccination. So don't listen to that, and don't listen to anybody that tells you otherwise, because all it does is make you stronger against it. Anyway. I should make a point here. I should make a point here in fairness to Steve, who would would legitimately uh, bring this up, and I would absolutely agree with him. Because just because you can spread it, as in, just because it's possible for you to get an infection with the vaccine from a variant that's immunovating, or even 
from the original virus, as we've discussed the mechanism for the way that infections progress previously. There's that two-day window where things can happen. Even though there's these possibilities to spread with the vaccine, that is not a reason to do something like mandate masks or to shut down states. Those two things are coming are gonna be back in vogue this fall. And everybody if saying otherwise sooner. is full of it. So yeah, I I fully expect to see it by the end of next month. Um, well you can hear like them California talking about it right already, now. Already California has the... already like kind of gone down that road. So like but that's California. Like I'm talking about like, you know, breadbasket part of the country. You're gonna start seeing people try to push for this. Yeah, in the places and where it's been. At, at some uh, point you gotta be an adult. At some point out. you gotta be an adult and say both you know, say, A, I've had enough of this shit. You go ahead and take care of your own business and leave me to mine. And then, B, be the responsible adult and just take care of your own business. So that, that takes me to the mask part of it, which is, uh, you know, wear, wear PPE when it's appropriate. Um, Steve and I will, will disagree on the, uh, on the risk assessment. But, again, it's a personal thing. So if your personal risk of exposure is higher than someone else's then you should be wearing a mask more often and that's just the way it is but that's something you should assess for yourself because you're presumably an adult if you're over 18 and uh, let me let me pause know. you also again for just a Go quick ahead. second mask doesn't mean anything it means asdm two or higher or in yeah. 99 plus period end of story anything less than either of those two ratings you're fucking around. Okay. Don't, don't even waste your time. So, um, so ASTM level one, level two, level three. Those these are both readily available on Amazon or, or elsewhere online. We're talking like twenty five bucks a box for level three, and so I I just go with those anyway because why the hell not? But level two is what you use for a quarantine room in a hospital. Um, so anybody talking about shit like uh, you know you see these people out there doing the virology uh, research where they're in these big suits, you know if that's what they need to protect them, no. In a quarantine room, uh, that's where the patient or you or both of you are a danger to each other. Uh, you wear a level two mask and you wear a gown, but that's because you want to be able to wear the clothes you wore in on the way back out and take the gown off. So presumably when you go home, if you really think that you're in a bad place, with a lot of crowding, blah, 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 you just strip and take a shower. So not an issue. You just need the mask in that case. If you're really If you're in what's called a heavy spray environment, then... Goggles or a face shield is also a good idea, but um, forgiving those vagaries, level two, level three available on Amazon cheap. Like it's it's comparable. It's not that much more than a level one box. So the better protection is the way to go on that. And uh, now that the, the now that the uh, supply chain on yeah. that particular line of products, we won't get into the remainder of the supply chain that is right. kind of fucked at the moment. But now that the supply well, chain on that particular set of products is back. Um, on the other side of things, N95 is actually not quite adequate. You want N99 well, for industrial no, I'll say this. N95 is adequate for what would be called a light spray environment. So if you're, if you're in, like, if you're just walking past people on the sidewalk and you, uh, you're heading on, you're going, you say you're going to the grocery store and it's, like, 10 a.m., so there's, there isn't, like, a billion people there. N95 is perfectly fine for that. That's that's reasonable. Um, if you uh, if you get a medical N95, 
Uh, they have the same coating on the on the the outward face of it as the uh, level two and level three masks have. Uh, that's a hydrophobic coating, and that's what's used in what's called a high spray environment. That's the big difference between level two and level three. Is level three typically has twice that uh, two layers of that outside surface coating. Um, it's hydrophobic. It prevents droplets from adhering and being able to um, diffuse into the mask. Period. Um, so that's that's the the pressure rating you might see on the side of the box is how much pressure. Like it's it's not it's not just the resistance to air leaving. It's also like when you inhale, the pressure that would be pushing a droplet into that hydrophobic surface, and it's it's always going to be less than the uh, repulsion force. Um, anyway, so N99 is fine if you can find like that's a weird one to find in general but n100s are uh, are also gonna be fine now you can find n95 medical n95s um which are uh uh so the 3ms are the uh, 1860s uh those are the um and those are the n95 masks those are actually what are used in a surgical environment in the operating theater um, and just as a by the by, <clears throat> most yeah. of these actually have been since approved by the FDA for use in medical uh, situations because they effectively yes. are the same as these ASTM levels or yeah. are roughly the equivalent thereof. Well, so the N95s, <clears throat> um, the, the medical N95s, like I said, the big difference really is that there's that hydrophobic coating on the outside surface. Um, that's the same as level two and level three mask outside coating. Yeah. I say coating, I mean layer. It's it's a layer. It's not like a spray-on coating. It's an actual physical layer. Um, so the N95s, uh, general N generic N95, like a dust mask, those are going to be, I think this is still on the order of like uh, like 5 to $10 a piece. The uh, the 1860s, last I checked, and unfortunately I haven't checked recently, so this is as of a few months ago, uh, sadly. But I, I haven't seen much that would move the price point much for the N95s. Um, the 1860s, I think I ended up paying like uh, about a hundred bucks for a box of twenty, so that's not terrible. Um, but then the N100s are ridiculous. Um, those last I checked, and this is as of about a month ago, because uh, I was just I was idly curious when I was I was surfing eBay. Um, those were going like for eleven bucks a pop. Whoo! For a, this, remember, this is a single use. Now there's sterilization methods, blah blah blah, but presumably. This is a yeah, a lot of folks are not going to be making multiple uses of their right. masks and filters, which so is a terrible this waste, is for, but yeah. Presumably this is 11 bucks for two hours of your time, because after two hours or so, you're supposed to replace them. Yeah, now realistically, Just we have discussed this. They're going to work for a while, and as a matter of fact, as they get more yeah. clogged, they're actually going to become more effective because the pores are smaller because they're full of shit. Well, that's, and here's the but thing, But you're so going to be drawing in moisture, that much less air, and yeah. So moisture on moisture uh, destroys these things. So now the, ex, the exhaled moisture, uh, you're gonna let's call it saturation on the surface of the, of the fibers inside. This isn't like this is so it's the same kind of saturation as with the uh, cloth masks, but we're talking about really small pore sizes here. So the main issue is the performance of the material, not the uh, not any kind of droplet shearing because that basically you don't have enough space for that kind of same thing to happen. Uh, with a with a, a tightly woven mat. Well, I say woven, but they're not woven. Yeah, they're actually uh, a very small pore, very small pore uh, size mask. So they're they're electrospun, um, or melt blown. Yeah. So same thing. Uh, so they put a they put like a ten kilovolt differential between um, the uh, uh, a plate and the nozzle on a little extruder. 
and that high potential rips the plastic from the nozzle uh, at high velocity, and it basically strings it out, but it doesn't break it apart very quickly. So uh, you don't have to worry about the uh, some of the surface stresses that would cause droplet formation happening in the same way. So you can actually fine-tune the diameter of the string that you send out uh, very precisely. So anyway, um, so then N100s, I think last I checked, are still 11 bucks a piece. That's not very good. Um, that's really expensive. If, if Unless you're going to be in like a packed train or something, I wouldn't go with an N100 because it's just because of the price. I would, you know, these are the kind of things you might keep on hand. Like I have the, the medical N95s on hand in case I have to go to the hospital uh, or have to visit someone at the hospital. But no, normal day-to-day stuff right now, I'm just using level threes. Um, I was using uh, N95 for a while when I was um, uh, last year um, when things were kind of going sideways. And uh, if I needed to, if I thought I was going to be in a high spray environment because it wasn't a medical N95 at the time, um, I could just put uh, even a level one over that because it has enough hydrophobicity to really to do the job. Um, but now I just use a level three because it was you know a, a couple dollars more than a level two, so I got level threes. Uh, simple as that. And if but I'm, yeah, so mask, if I'm being mask does not honest, mean I'm I'm I've actually pretty much abandoned all my uh, PPE. I haven't changed any yeah. of my protocols, but I, I mean, it's all a risk assessment sure. thing. I live in an area where yeah. it's generally pretty safe and the numbers are pretty good. I mean, they're on the rise, again, but they're on the rise everywhere. It also has to do with personal health. So uh, I find myself in the situation right now where I have a lot of some specific unknowns that are troublesome enough on their own. So let me say this. If you're a perfectly normal, healthy person and you get vaccinated, you know, talk with your doctor about this stuff to make sure all this, you know, there's always... Basically, I'm, here's the cover of your ass part. I'm not a doctor. Go talk to one. Uh, if you get vaccinated and you're otherwise healthy, if you get if you end up getting a breakthrough infection or you get infected by an immunovating variant that is close enough to the original virus, so say something like the Delta variant that's been going around, um, or say the the one out of Brazil, the uh, P1 and P2 that could that could cause what are, you know we're calling reinfection. Um, you're probably just going to have like a cold. It'll suck for a little bit, and then you'll probably be fine. Um, you know, we we still don't have any idea about a lot of these long-term sequelae, so the the follow-on uh, knockdown effects. We don't really know a whole lot about those just as of yet, but suffice to say that current evidence suggests that you're going to have probably a light cold and probably not much else. You know, so take that as you will for what kind of caution you might, you know, factor that into your, your risk assessment as you will. Um, but I, I find myself personally in a situation where I'm not so certain on some of these things. I had some weird, I didn't, I recommend people get uh, the antibody tests to make sure the vaccine worked. Um, just as a, a, as a general rule of thumb, you know, every so often, uh, like if, if you're, Doing things right, in my opinion, you're getting yourself an annual uh, checkup with a that involves a blood draw anyway. So my advice to people is, if you have a concern about any of the vaccines you've had in the past, you may as well chuck one or two of them into that blood draw um, when you get if you're going to get it done anyway. So, you know, things even even stuff like you know a tetanus shot, just to make sure. Uh, or if you're traveling out of the country, you have to re up on all that stuff anyway. So, which is what I was checking previously. 
But anyway, I I I did uh, I did the antibody test and I found some issues that may or may not be happening otherwise uh, with other things. So my risk assessment is definitely different from other people's. If you're not going to be around anybody, or more importantly, around anybody that's prone to be infection to be uh, infected. So if you're just going to be hanging around family and friends, you're going to be outside in a neighborhood that's pretty closed off from the rest of the uh, city. You don't need a mask at that point. It's it's kind of like it's or it's kind silly. of outside in general too, for that matter. Right. If you're if you're outside and you're not like huddled up shoulder to shoulder with people, like if you're more than six feet away from people, you don't need a mask. Basically, if, if you're, you're anywhere outside, other than New York City or Chicago's West Side, basically you're fine. No, and, and all this shit about like you know the the eating out and stuff. Like here's the thing on that. If you're going to sit down at the table and you're going to take the mask off to eat, you're basically, you're inside an environment, if you're sitting inside especially, you're inside an environment where you have a higher exposure risk anyway. Um, so there's two ways to look at this, and that is that you're already exposed with the mask off when you're sitting there. So the mask is kind of irrelevant at that point as far as the absolute exposure total. So if you want to have zero exposure, uh, risk below that of a mask. Keep in mind, I said below that of a mask. It's not perfect. If you want to have zero exposure, zero additional risk beyond wearing the mask, then you should never take the mask off. If you want to have no extra risk, this is the other side of things, then you should put the mask back on as soon as you realize that you have a higher risk. It's, again, if you're going out to eat, you have a certain risk tolerance as it is. So my opinion is, if you're gonna be sitting down to eat at a restaurant, I don't see like, like that stupid shit with the plane before. Also, that that one video on the plane where that person was getting harassed, taking the mask off between um, while they're taking a sip of coffee and then putting the mask back on. I mean, it's all honestly, silly. I, like, I, I, I get harassing the person theater. for taking it off every time. I I can understand harassing the person for that. It's like you look like a silly ass, but for, but. Because you're off, you're taking it off at all, it's like come the fuck on. You serve the stuff here. There's there's got to be one way or well, the other. It's like listen, it was, I, it I know you don't like what uh, what I'm wearing here. That uh, you know the the specific attire I have is uh, basically me asking for it, as it were. But <laughs> you know that doesn't really change the facts and the way that the system works. So maybe don't be a dick. Yeah. So again, like. It's, it's down to your own personal risk assessment. My advice, my biggest advice uh, on this uh, beyond making, you know, making these adult decisions is to actually make them as adult decisions. Someone else's political perspective should not inform your medical judgment, your personal health care judgment. I say the same thing about vaccines specifically, and this is where it's more important in my opinion. Just because someone says they want to mandate a vaccine shouldn't make you the person who is going to get the vaccine anyway, otherwise speaking. Hesitant at that point to get the vaccine? Well, so that I think is, there's still reason to, there's still reasonable doubt there. But more importantly, it shouldn't affect your your judgment on to, as to whether or not you want the vaccine. So what I'm saying here is like, you know, making the vaccine a political statement is is a stupid idea. It's just—it's objectively stupid to, to make the, your uh, your healthcare decisions based on your politics. You know, some asshole at a podium 
says, I want to mandate the vaccine, and you have the needle like three inches from your arm, and you say, oh, stop, no thank you, that's where it gets stupid. And, and I know that's an extreme example, but just to make the Not point Not if clear, you work at the Department of Veterans Affairs, which uh, just had it mandated that all employees must be vaccinated. Right. I'll but be you see, curious here's the thing, to see that mandates, actually go uh, go to court because I'm going to well, those mandates, well. those mandates end up hitting two conventions, um, which are still long held, and they will not be able to be to be overridden in court anyway. And they probably are going to be built into the way a mandate is is drafted in the first place, which are medical exemptions and moral exemptions, or like religious exemptions. So like a conscientious objector for the draft. So uh, if a vaccine is against your religion, so, uh, was it Jehovah's Witnesses that can't take transfusions and don't do vaccines or whatever? Yeah, I think there's another one as well, but yeah. Yeah, and I know like, uh, like say if you're a Hasidic Jew, uh, I think uh, um, transfusions can only come within a, from a certain uh, like familial group or what have you. But basically, you know, you get the idea. There, there's, there are religious exemptions and there are medical exemptions. If you can't get vaccinated because it will kill you, then a mandate should not affect you. Yeah, that's a thing too. There are people that, from what I understand, a lot Which of people with cancer issues are seeing the problems with vaccines. Well, yeah. So, so they're they're typically going to be immunocompromised from chemotherapy. Um, or from, or say they they went through their their chemo and rad, uh, and they came out the other side fine. Uh, or say say you had to um, get a bone marrow transplant because you had leukemia, that is put it, that means putting you on immunosuppressants for the rest of your life, uh, so that you don't get bone you don't get graft first host syndrome, which by the way is horrific if it happens to you. Oh like, yeah, it makes Guillain-Barre look like a, a a day in the park. Yeah, it's it's a real bad thing when. Well, it's really bad when anything that's just been attached to you has that happen. When it's actually something that's working inside of you and making the fluids that flow in you, I can only imagine how horrible that would right. be. Right. Yeah. So, so point here being, um, vaccine, vaccine should absolutely be your choice. Uh, when it comes to a mandate at a private institution or as employment for the federal government. Equal opportunity laws apply, which means that, and this is settled court. This is settled uh, case law, so there's not really a way to go around this. Religious exemption, medical exemption, those are your two main ways to get. Uh, like, if you have a, a significant objection, like say you have a, a, a completely unsubstantiated moral objection somehow, uh, or or you do what I think is a stupid thing, and you allow your politics to dictate your your personal health decisions. Well, I mean, let's be honest. You could make then, as, then as a, a Christian, way to skirt it. You could make a reasonable argument that this could be construed as the mark of the beast. So, as any given Christian, you could use that as a fairly reasonable I mean, that argument. Would be, as as that your would religious be objection. Stupid. I, so far be it for me as the Jew in the room here to say to say so, but like that to me it sounds like if you're if you're doing that just to get around it for a political reason, well, I'm, I'm not say saying just as a Jesus political reason. I'm saying that, like, if you have a I'm, genuine objection, this is actually the framework that, around which a lot of those people uh, would have yeah. that objection. I'll say, I'll say this: if you're abusing the uh, interp- if you're abusing interpretations of your religion 
to get around a political decision and not a moral or uh, not a moral or religious or health decision. Uh, You're as bad as they are. Is, I would say that that is a sin in Jesus's eyes. Well, the simple way to put it is basically you're as bad as them if you're doing that. Sure. Yeah. You know, just to put it in simple it's, and straightforward it's terms. It's, it's just a lie at that point. It's it is it's an outright lie. Yeah, fair. And again, like there, there are, you know, if you if that is your strong personal conviction, it is and should be your choice. Now. And another quick note on that, just as a by, just another by the by on that. If anyone that's listening to this has had COVID, my own personal advice, not as a doctor, but based at least on the study that came out recently, was it Hopkins? Well, wherever the study came out of that was saying that uh, if you've had COVID, you should avoid the vaccine because I believe it can lead to heart issues. So I would wait out at least your mean time uh, of uh, you know immune response for about 18 months before I would get a vaccine if I had been sick, just for safety's sake. And I can't remember where the study came out of, but it came out, well, I think, so, last week. Okay. So, um... I'll look that here's up. A, but anyway, here's please continue. Here's the here's deal on, on... I'll just... Uh, a brief rundown on, on the difference between endogenous immunity and, and vaccine immunity. So, um... On the virus, on the outside... So, and we've covered some of this stuff before, uh, previous uh, episodes. So, just quick breakdown on this. So, the way that, you know, it works... Um, the virus has this sheath on the outside of it, um, uh, a bilayer, uh, oh, fatty layer that uh, I can get destroyed by soap. And then embedded in that is a bunch of little proteins that stick out. And uh, those proteins are the, um, the things that allow the virus to link on to other cells at the receptor sites. So um, the spike protein um, is, is about half of the proteins that stick out of the surface. Uh, there's another protein. Uh, I, don't, I can't, you know, the name escapes me at the moment. But there's a, there's one more that comprises a roughly the other half, and then there's a couple of minor ones that that exist as well that don't really play a role in the a, a major role in the way that the virus affects hosts. So the the spike protein is the one that will do coupling to the ACE2 receptor. The pro the protein itself, only part of it actually touches the receptor, and so that's called the receptor binding domain of the protein of the protein the other parts of the protein are the non-binding domain the nbd so you have the rbd and the nbd the uh the vaccines um are designed to target the spike protein essentially even so the the jansen vaccine uh is a modification of adenovirus so uh of one of the other common cold viruses and just the spike protein, just the S1, or just the spike protein is put on the um, on the outside of it. So again, just the spike is targeted in that case. Uh, the rest of what's what is targeted later on is is specific to adenovirus and has no bearing on whether or not it's going to help with COVID. Uh, if anything, it just makes future uses of the adenovirus as a vector less useful. Oh, so and I um, found that study, by the way. I'll have it linked for everyone. Okay. Well, I've got an article linked. It's got a link to that. But it was a study out of the Cleveland okay. Clinic, just All to right. clarify that. But anyway, sorry. I, I did need to make sure and sure. get that in there so everybody knows. But please continue. No, thank you. So um, so on the on uh, the, the uh, SARS-2 virus, you have these two different proteins that stick out. 
you have the NBD and RBD for both of these um, proteins. And the vaccines realistically only target the spike protein. And more importantly, the mRNA vaccines uh, target the receptor binding domain, the RBD of the spike protein, S1. So the S1 RBD is the target of the mRNA vaccines. The S1 protein, so NBD and RBD, is the target of, uh, of the Janssen vaccine. Whereas endogenous immunity targets all four of these areas, yeah. the yeah, RBD and NBD both. Basically. Right. But you got to also think of it like this. So everybody's going to have a variable amount of what we'll call total immunity that they get. You know, if assign a number zero to 100, whatever it is. So the, the total immunity is going to be spread in people with endogenous immunity over all four of these domains in whatever ratios they are presented and so on. So there's various different issues that go on with that. But the point here being that you're going to get four different kinds of, of baseline um, antibody targets. And what this means is that there's going to be antibodies which can be used to recognize the virus, but do not bind specifically to the one important domain of the four, the S1 RBD. The reason that one's so important is that that is where it binds to a cell and can allow endocytosis entering into the cell. So if your antibodies don't attach to that part of the spike protein, if it only attaches to the NBD or if it attaches to the other protein, the virus can still potentially get into a cell before it is recognized by a T cell and then uh, engulfed and destroyed. So what this means is that if you've had COVID in the past, and uh, also I should mention that you, it takes a couple months at least to recover your immune system's full function um, if it gets there. Yeah, after COVID is kind of COVID a big infection. motherfucker. Yeah, it takes it takes a while. So while the the response, the immune response is relatively good, it takes months for it to be relatively good. Uh, the advantage of the vaccines is that your body doesn't have like you know two thirds of its immune system wiped out um, while you're recovering from it. It's it's just training it to recognize stuff. So again, well, the, let's, uh, let's preface that by saying, in most cases. Because just, case, yeah, yeah, we look so, at Eric Clapton and exactly the reason why he's <laughs> taken the stance he has is because he had such a disastrous reaction to the uh, to the vaccine. Yeah, I know people who've had bad vaccine reactions. So, you know, just just to just to clarify, I mean, I want to make sure we so, are covering yeah. all our bases here. When I speak in general, when, when I speak about uh, when I speak in generalities for this right now, this assume that I'm talking about things on average at this point. Oh, sure, sure. But I hadn't even brought it up at all, so I felt it... It, no, it, it's, it was. It's important. It should be brought up. Uh, it should be clarified when I'm talking because, about... Because, you know, when people are talking about this, they really average. they really go one-sided with it, and it's, it's really yeah. worth having both sides of the conversation. It yeah. really, really is. Because there is. is a whole conversation to be had. So anyway, I'm ranting, please. No, it's it's very important. So, but uh, to get through this, the um, so there's there's like four targets uh, for the for endogenous immunity and like one target, uh, maybe two, but basically one target uh, for the the vaccines uh, based immunity. So what this means is that there's a, a relative strength 
and weakness to both of these kind of approaches for your immune system. For endogenous immunity, past recovery, what this means is that if there's a variant that comes along that is completely different on S1 RBD, so say that antibody is completely defunct, it's changed enough, it's changed shape enough that it's completely evading immunity, that means that the vaccines become ineffective. The immunity imparted by vaccines gets wiped out. Now it's that shouldn't be taken like as as gospel there because it's there's there's uh, there's some mechanisms in the way that the immune system functions that make it more agile than you might suspect. It's not just targeting the one version of the S1 because things aren't copied perfectly when cells divide and and when they divide inside like when the B cells and the hunter T cells divide. It includes the uh, the stuff sticking out on the outside of it. Well, an uh, easy way to describe the, uh, the that markers. would be kind of um, your body has learned to recognize it to a degree. So even if you get well, if you so don't get they, the same divide. strain, it's your your body is better prepared to deal with it than one that has had but no exposure thing, of any not, variety. But that's not entirely true. Here is the point. Not true. true. I'm just trying to there's, generalize. There's a shade that. of gray. Right. There's a shade of gray here, and and certainly. So your body doesn't do perfect copying of what it's learned, which is part of the reason why, you know, only so many genes that are imparted to you, because a lot of the some of the uh, the early stuff you get uh, comes out of your DNA, and then the rest of it comes out of breast milk that's fed to you. So uh, important thing here is that if the S1 RBD target just becomes so different that the vaccines and the uh, and the um, uh, prior infections do not protect you anymore on that one antibody target in particular. If you had COVID in the past, there are three other targets that can be used to at least recognize the virus, even if it might not prevent the virus from entering into a cell and replicating, it'll give the body a lot more opportunity to recognize the virus and spew out many more antibodies by the mechanism we've discussed in the past, that two-day thing. Uh, and, and at least give a lot of a lot of ways to gum up the works so that hunter T cells can come along and regular T cells can come along, recognize them. Uh, and so to make clear the difference between those two, a generic undifferentiated T cell, it will recognize the butt end of an antibody. So an antibody that has stuck onto something has a conformational change. It changes shape a little bit. And the part that's sticking off into the into the blood uh, or into the ether, if you will, that's the part the T cell, a generic undifferentiated T cell, can see, can latch onto, and then pull in the virus, and then go to the, the lymph node and say, "Hey, I found one." Um, the hunter T cells do something a little bit different. They're kind of like B cells in that they stick stuff on the outside of them. The Hunter T cells, basically, imagine a regular T cell with a bunch of antibodies stuck into the surface of it. So if a Hunter T cell bumps into a virus, it latches on instantly. There's no funny business about it. Hmm. Okay. But it also has the ability to recognize the butt end of an antibody. So it's it's like a regular undifferentiated T cell, but it has better recognition of its environment. Well, not just a fighter, but a fighter bomber, if you will. Right. It's It's... it's more like a smart bomb at that point. Sure, like sure. It, it knows what it's looking for. And you know, on, right. <clears throat> on that note, I I just wonder... Now, this is completely off the top of my head, and as a yeah. generally non-science person, 
But based on some of the theoretical things we've heard about the origins of this virus and this, uh, well, this way it binds and where it binds, the ACE2 receptor, I just wonder if those who have recovered or had the vaccine might show a higher resistance to HIV. Completely (laughs) just out of the random thoughts in my head, but I just wonder, just maybe, wouldn't that be interesting? I doubt it. Um, But it isn't entirely out of the realm of possibility, especially if some of the things we've heard are true. This is true, but the, the the residues you're talking about in the S1RBD, um, <clears throat> while they're while they were previously known to be relatively unique to HIV, there's a couple other things that it might have presented itself in, but certainly never in the past in the coronavirity uh, family. No, no, um, this is uh, this is very novel. Those those residues those residues are not required for ACE2 binding. Sure, sure. No, I mean more clear, by the. I'm, I mean more by the means of. It's weird that, that the, it's uh, weird that it's there because of HIV. But the thing is, that eight, the rest of the spike protein on HIV doesn't look really the same as those from coronavirus. No, oh, so, fair enough. Well, I just uh, it, I think just, the human body is otherwise that, like, not really be... prepared to deal with spike protein type viri, which is why we get so sick with colds because we're really kind of not prepared well, to deal the thing, with them. Though, about colds, the thing that's important about colds is, so so when you know that that imperfect copying thing is actually part of the way that he, the human immune system is also very stupid. Um, so I remember, remember in the past I would talk to you about this and I would mention that the human immune system can is kind of stupid and that it can kind of forget. Like there's a way of, of kind of forgetting uh, a previous infection. Sure. So that's part of the way. Part of the so while it might make the body able to recognize a, a much wider variety of things, like uh, kind of like um, uh, using a, a, a Well, it's not inaccurate to say that our own lifetime is a series of mutations. Sure. So, but the point here being that the, the, the immune system, while it can imperfectly copy and cover more mutations that way, by, by chance, mind you. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolute roll of the dice. Right. So it, so the virus would have to mutate in the same way as the uh, the the antibody production part of the B cells and and uh, the the recognition part of the T cells would have to mutate. They have to mutate in the same direction, if you will. Um, oh sure, and I mean that's that's where you end up with these random individuals that just happen uh, to be immune to these incredibly deadly diseases, like these uh, this small handful but, of individuals that seem to be immune to HIV or that just can't get cancer i mean it happens but the so but again here's the thing though the further away you move from where you started the less effective you are at protecting against the original sure so over enough time so so cold cold and flu viruses mutate quite quickly that's another thing that's one of the reasons why our bodies evolved the way Oh yeah, there, there's that, that, that can, there's that new colds more frequently than every year. Yeah. I mean, you could say about twice annually there's a new cold. So well, you got to remember the cold, the common cold is a family of uh, is is comprised of multiple families of viruses. Oh yeah, and they're constantly coronavirus evolving. is one of them. Coronavirus is one of them. Rhinovirus is the namesake one. That's that's the typical head cold. Adenovirus, norovirus, uh, there's a handful of others. Sure. So. Um, the same, the same 
way that we've evolved to move away from the original virus, if you will, for the antibodies to protect against mutations more quickly, we also forget the original as well. But there's more than one receptor on, there's more than one receptor site uh, that they attach to, there's more than one protein on the surface to recognize, and there's also both the binding and non-binding domains. So there's plenty of targets to pick from. And what this does is it kind of, it's kind of like a, a bit of diffusion going on. There's a spread away from the original and that covers more things, but eventually that spread gets so thin that your body doesn't recognize uh, a new uh, a new mutation very quickly, but it does eventually kind of recognize it, even if it takes the incubation time to really ramp up antibody production in, co in combination with recognition of a novel virus. Basically what it means is that your body doesn't freak out the way it does with a novel virus. That's one of the main reasons that this is such a deadly disease, uh, COVID, it's because the virus is new, new enough to the human body that there's no basis for recognition, which means the immune system can go spastic. And that's really what killed a lot of people is cytokine storm. It wasn't necessarily the virus that killed them. It was like that. It wasn't necessarily the virus that was shutting down their bodies. It was like a immune hyper reaction. And so we talked a lot about that last year. Um, about trying to you know, avoid that, whether there was different kinds of meds that you could you could potentially look into to modulate that, like say hydroxychloroquine, or uh, I guess ivermectin's been coming along with that as well. Though I don't know if that's necessarily a mechanism for action. Yeah, that one's still a little curious on I believe how it actually functions, since it's but, only yeah. just recently been again yeah. been allowed to be talked about. Well, it's as an antiprotozoal, it's unusual that it has uh, antiviral activity. Oh, sure. But I mean, it's thing, kind of the same, same with hydroxychloroquine. It's like, why is it working? But it does. So. Well, hydroxychloroquine, what we know about that is that it's an immune system modulator. So really, oh yeah, now, I mean, that is to say, now we actually understand. I mean, it's just that when it came out, well, it was, was really that was quite what was mystery. Posited, that was what was posited early on is that it's it's an immune system modulator, oh, so what? you can avoid cytokine storm. Yeah. Okay, I I missed that. It, so same reason on me. So. So hydroxychloroquine is uh, one of so, uh, th between that and uh, uh, H1 and H2 receptors, the histamine receptors. Mm -hmm. um, so so those would be things like your anti um, your so not like an antacid, but like uh, um, ranitidine and famotidine um, um, and uh, uh, what the heck's the the Nexium stuff. Whatever those. So anyway, so there's anti-proton pump <laughs> uh, inhibitors, and there's H. Um, H1 uh, antagonists. It's not H1 or H. So basically, uh, the, the over-the-counter antihistamines only cover one of the two H receptors. The other one is um, is one that's used specifically for preventing uh, acid uh, acid reflux. So famotidine and, re and ranitidine uh, are the other uh, H receptor antagonists. Um, but yeah, so th these were being suggested because the immune system, part of the way it freaks out, is via histamine modulation. So uh, if you took these antagonists, they prevent the receptor from being bound to, and thus uh, prevent part of the chain in the cascade to cytokine storm. Something like a muscle relaxer so for your immune system. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's, it's like pressing, a, it's putting a pause button on it. Gotcha, gotcha, okay, yeah. So, so hydroxychloroquine is in that same kind of mechanism, that same kind of line of, of reasoning. There's a lot of places in that chain where you can put a wrench in, and uh, and and pop a, a link out for a little while. 
So hydroxychloroquine is one of those. It's, it's used very commonly as an immune system modulator. Um, so I'm, an, I like an immune suppressant, but not like a heavy suppressant. It's, it's basically, uh, if you dose it right, it's enough to make things not go crazy. You know, unlike, say, taking prednisone, which is uh, a, a corticosteroid that well, will it's, prevent you from... It's like uh, comparing, say, something, a mood-altering chemical to something that just straight puts you to sleep. Right there, you go. It's the difference. It's the difference between between Prozac and and Thorazine. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's actually a pretty reasonable explanation. Honestly, I think people can get that. Oh, and uh, to, just to, to borrow a phrase here and circle back uh, to where we were going with the 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 advan- the pro con on vaccine versus natural. Just to wrap that up, um, say you knock out the S one and you only have the other three, you know, and at least it slows it down, and the vaccine people are totally fucked. Uh, in that regard, doomsday scenario there. Um, if you get, if you say only have the S1 involved and you get the original one, or say you get a new one that has mutations otherwise, but the S1 RBD is still intact, the vaccine will work and it will stop the virus from being able to infect new cells. Your body will recognize it after a couple of days and spew out even more antibodies. So anything that could propagate in that time just gets bound up and wiped out. Job done. If you have endogenous immunity and that's it, then you can think again. Remember we talked about the idea of like having some sort of abstract total immunity, however you'd put a number on that. Sure. If that's subdivided over four different places that it can bind in, four different antibodies, if you will, then uh, that means that if you have a, a mutation that's significant enough and uh, say, say, well, for one, for starters, the part that actually binds up uh, the, the virus and prevents it from entering into the cell, you only have that at, at around a quarter strength. You're already down three quarts, if you will. Uh, but the, that isn't to say the other domain bindings don't do anything. And your body tends to produce antibodies at such a high level that it should be approximately the same immune response all other things being equal between endogenous immunity and vaccine immunity. The biggest difference between the two is that the immune response from vaccines for the mRNA vaccines for the S1 protein, and I would say more or less the same for the Janssen vaccine. I would actually put the Janssen vaccine's immune response consistent with having a COVID infection or COVID um, case. Well, it is a more true... It's not exactly a traditional vaccine, but it's closer to a traditional vaccine in the right. function. It is, and it should be available. And it should, in my opinion, as far as preventing deaths and hospitalizations, is a perfectly reasonable alternative. As a matter of okay fact, the, from uh, my understanding, the studies on that show it to be as or more efficacious than the Pfizer and the Moderna as far as actual heavy infection. So, should you get to such a stage, mind you. Just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep myself focused on this. It's alright. You're, you're not doing anything wrong. I, it's, it is my issue where I indulge in tangents. I'm I'm not just, sure. I was just trying to get this one wiped out. So, uh, no, go for it, man. I've, so I've interrupted other, with, you plenty. With, no, it's fine. So the, the vaccines and, and, and uh, stimulate a much stronger immune response, and you also don't lose a lot of your immune function. From having, you know, like you don't, like I said, you don't get like two thirds of your immune system wiped out from an infection. So the 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 residual 
immunity from the vaccines is more robust because you haven't taken any shells, you know? Uh, but again, point the, the, the main thing here is that after a certain point, your body is, is you could call it saturated with antibodies. Like you should be protected. And after a, a recovery period, after you've, uh, you've, you're done being sick from the virus, you should be around the same kind of past point of saturation uh, from the from the actual infection. So it, it's kind of it's it's an argument between uh, who's tallest among basketball players inside a short person's conference. You know, uh, it's kind of it's it's kind of a, a silly thing if you're talking about you know someone's quibbling over an inch at six three, and you're you're among a bunch of people say the unvaccinated in this case who are all at five foot. We know who's tall. <laughs> it's it's those guys. Sure. Oh, and you know, speaking of tall and um, tall being oh, big and everything in Texas being bigger, that's a good segue, <laughs> right? You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, okay, so uh, there have yes. been some updates in the uh, White House policy as far as outbreaks and COVID. Uh, they're only going to be talking about people directly connected to Joe now for some reason. Right after uh -huh. the Texas Democrats got on a plane uh -huh. and went to as D.C. And we huggy, huggy, kissy, Texas. kiss with... Uh, Everything's bigger in Texas, including the dumb. Yeah, yeah. In including the D and Democrat and dumbass. Mm-hmm. You can't spell dumbass without a D and an M, so there you go. There you go. All right, go. so um, in the, same, <laughs> in the same, uh, same, same kind of general overall theme here... Um, Thing I, the thing I was talking about uh, roping in here as a, as related, yeah. And I, this this just showed up uh, in in a DM group um, just before uh, we started up here, uh, which is why it was on my mind. So switching over to Kentucky, okay. they have uh, seen a higher reinfection rate as a Delta virus as a Delta variant surge. So when they say there's, we should be clear on reinfection here when it's being used in in media today popular media today so not like science media it's not like science journals and so on but like popular media or say like in this tweet or in this headline oh, reinfection means that? you got covid means you got covid again not necessarily the same variant or strain of the virus or that so, you died from it or that any or that you are more than necessarily an asymptomatic uh, carrier it just means you got but it last year last year we were talking about auto reinfection in the fall and this came out of several studies that were done, uh, one of which involved, I think it was 31 patients that were, uh, thir more than that, it's 30, 34, whatever it was, 30 some odd patients that were kept in isolation rooms, that's quarantine rooms in a hospital, uh, for a time period uh, well past when they were supposedly recovered, but still, uh, but, but uh, it's, and had drops in their, uh, their shedding. They, became infected. Well, they, they, basically they, they had a flare up. They had a, a recurrence. They, they had what's called auto reinfection. So without any new SARS two showing up in the room, they got a new infection. That's auto reinfection. That's the same virus they started with coming back again. The reinfection that they're talking about in this headline here is not the same virus that a person got infected with. It's this would be like post, somebody who got uh, got it back in 2020 and then now picks up the Delta variant, for instance. Yes. 
exactly, exactly that. So they're talking about higher reinfection rates of COVID-19. They're talking about all reinfections. And they're specifically tying it into the Delta variant here in this article. Now, the reason I was at, uh, this was brought up to me was a, a question about um, where the data is that shows this. And I think that person can't find the data publicly. I haven't, I hadn't had a chance to go splunking around the internets to find any um, before we uh, we started up, uh, and and that's fine. I, I'm probably it's gonna. I mean, I'm sure something will get published somewhere. But this is something that I have that has come up in conversation with me uh, elsewhere before. Um, these the reinfection stuff is a problem, and again. So my my kind of sarcastic tweet there about that was it's almost as if immunivating variants are variants that are immunivating it or that evade immunity. Hmm. It happens. Um, and so so again, if you have a vaccine or you've had COVID in the past, the likelihood is that you're going to have a relatively mild case of it this go around. As far as the knock on effects, the long term sequelae, the complications that might arise from it. All of that is still unknown at this point. Oh, you know what? That's, That's uh, that reminds me. The likelihood me. is that you're going to be the, the, the likelihood is that if you've had the if you have some form of immunity, you're probably going to be better off than if you don't have any kind of immunity. Oh yeah, kind of. Should you end up getting it? <clears throat> but that does remind me of something. It actually, I think this just came out today. That um, what's What's going to try and be done is to make yeah. uh, the long haul status on COVID an actual coverable disability by Medicare, Medicaid. That's I mean, so that's that's, and I don't necessarily disagree uh, with that. Exactly, I, I have I have trouble with um, I have trouble with that coming out of the government and like having to pay that in tax instead of you know already having to well. Anyway. I think that's something that that should be considered for coverage, certainly. I, I, so Medicare irks me because it's it's everyone's being forced to pay for it. At the same time, though, like I think that insurance companies should cover it. So I can't really. That would be really unfair to not have Medicare cover it too. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure I, and get that I, out I'm there torn because both I ways on that. Yeah. I haven't actually seen a lot of reporting on that at all, so I figure I might as well let everybody know here for I mean, good or for first, ill, whatever you think of it. First immediate gut response to that is good, it's covered. I mean, you know, the, the principled response is, son of a bitch, why can't they just end Medicare? <laughs> Fair. But yeah. uh, but at the same time, they're like the the fairness bit of this, you know, the, the human cost of this virus is already so high. Yeah, I mean, if we're being entirely uh, we're, honest, we're China has a debt to pay. Time. And, uh, yeah. and they really need to start, pay uh, for it. start dropping those trillions. Look, all right, look, we're going to build ourselves a big, beautiful insurance coverage, and China's going to pay for it. That, seriously, 2024 speech, that should be it. That's... <laughs> mm. <laughs> So th this virus is not going away um, in terms of like the say, say the virus did say let me let me say it like this say the virus did go away the the wake of it is not going away anytime soon so the uh, the cost to society is going to be at least a decade out um, that you're going to be seeing this stick around the headlines every so often. This new horrible thing comes if you've had COVID in the past, or you know, say you had that mesothelioma kind of commercial come on. If you had COVID and your employer didn't do whatever, and you now have this such and such complication, 
you know, expect all those kind of commercials to come out, et cetera, et cetera. The same thing, like, with the vaccines, where every single weird blip in the data, because the nature of integer values is unfortunately discrete, uh, every single little blip in the data from the stochasticness of, of vaccine deployment became a new headline about how vaccines were either, you know, horrible and evil and should be thrown away because of four cases of whatever, or, uh, you know, or, or, or other articles which were saying, uh, even though uh, this new, this thing was causatively linked and statistically verified, we should ignore it. You know, things like that, that, that really evade the nuance of a medical deployment under a, a U, EU, um, EUA. It's it's ridiculous. You're gonna you're gonna see the same kind of shit for the whole next decade, and it's all gonna it's you know vaccines and the virus. You're gonna see the same thing. You're gonna see it where people had the virus, then took the vaccine, then had a complication, they're not gonna know what the fuck to do. Uh, you know who do we sue in that case? Who knows? Uh, it's gonna be like it's gonna be building your own computer, that, but from shit parts, and every vendor is gonna tell you to go talk to the other guy. Yeah, it sounds about right. And you know so, we are we're gonna be seeing yeah. issues with the vaccines. Let's be honest. Because has, look, look, we actually we don't even know what issues we're going to be seeing from the vaccines. Well, the rel- so it's, but again, the the big issue here is relative risk. Oh sure, uh, sure. Yeah, but I mean, so, just, you know, this... so for example, in with the measles with the measles vaccine, there are risks to taking it, but there's uh, but it's so actually Curtis Kazak did a, a good breakdown on the relative risks for specifically the measles vaccine. So the reason I brought it up is because there's a good illustration of it. And now again, this has no bearing on, on COVID vaccines because the numbers are probably gonna be different in terms of the scale and proportion. But with measles, you look at all of the kinds of bad things that can happen. And then you look at the vaccine for measles, you look at all the kinds of bad things that can happen. And while if you look at the extreme end, they're equal in severity because dead is dead. Um, if you look at the frequency of occurrence per what, uh, whatever they use, like 100,000 individuals or per million or whatever, you know, for the vaccine, you had like this, this very small fraction of people. And if you compare that as a risk to getting the actual virus, so not just like the bad outcomes, but the actual damage the virus does typically, uh, the vaccine is, is a, a, a no-brainer choice. Now, the vaccines under EUA for COVID, again, different numbers, different frequencies of bad events. Sure. But again, also, I would say this, if you look at what happens if you get the uh, if you get a symptomatic infection, which is far more common than any side effect of the vaccine, period. So, if you get a symptomatic infection, that is already worse than getting the vaccine. That already happens more commonly. If you then go up in severity from there, the vaccine, the frequency of bad effects from the vaccine is is always lower. Period. Yeah. Now, this is so, also without us getting into for, therapeutics yeah. or anything else, which at this point, there are now real, viable, efficacious therapeutics that are honestly now, even well tested. These were present last year. This is fucking ridiculous on that part. Okay, now, sorry. Here's, here's, there here's are the accepted thing. therapeutics. Yeah. So here, here's the thing about the EUAs is... Uh, and this is typical of an EUA as well. They're contingent upon no effective therapy or treatment being present. Yep. I'll also I'll say this though. So you know, say what you will about big pharma. I don't think this was. Uh, I don't think that 
going against the papers and the media was a profit motive thing. No, it was a profit motive. You know, I will I say this was, about Big Pharma. I think it was a I've realized, never, ever no. in all my life seen the left love a giant corporation or a oh family God, of really. giant corporations so much as they love Big Pharma these days. Isn't that wild? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I got a girlfriend message. No, okay. no. Timing was perfect. Timing was perfect. I, I had to get that out, and you got a message. So it, it was... No, it's, it's all right. So, um, so the uh, the EUAs are contingent upon effective therapies not being present in the market. Yada yada. Now, while it's a profit motive to not have those in the market, like the same pharma companies are going to be producing the stuff that's going to be used to treat things. So it's it's a silly argument. Even though there's a basis in reality, I think it's a silly. I think it's a silly argument um, to say that the reason why these papers were not accepted in the literature, blah 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 blah, is because big pharma made it so. Oh yeah, no, that's that's I don't think fairly so. ridiculous. And you can also look at the way the reaction has been handled by leadership worldwide, despite the organ, despite the uh, advice of the CDC and WHO. And I mean, these are horrible organizations. They're saying, hey, don't do this. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it anyway. We're going to go ahead and do the lockdown. We're going to go ahead and do the mask. They're like, yeah, but we just said you don't have to do that. Or say letting kids go to fucking school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like even Fauci's bitch ass has said, yeah, no, kids can go to school without masks. That's actually cool. And then they're like, yeah, nah, nah, fuck it. No, your kids are going to wear masks. No, no, it's not, it's not even, it's not even the mask thing. Uh, and, and the mask thing. That's that's gonna be an issue later as well. well. That, yeah, that's that's neither back. here nor there. I'm just kind of making a point with it. But but just going to the school. Oh yeah, we our kids Physical need attendance. to see other kids. Now that's I will say there has been important. a lot of good that's been done from this, and by God, it has. I I am so happy about oh, Zoom classes. Teachers, yeah. That yeah. so much of this shit that we've known about that we've tried to tell people about that people have said we're crazy to talk about. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, your kids have been teaching, oh. been taught this shit for, like, actually at least a couple of years, but probably close on a decade now. I mean, so the fact yeah. that that can actually finally get out and people can see. And here next month as they start going back, and uh, they're going to be asking their kids about it. Like, hey, uh, did your... Did your school teacher tell you anything about how uh, white people have uh, magic demon powers and black people can never right. hope to be as yeah. good as them? Yeah, how how ridiculous uh, see how ridiculous is that frame of mind? I just I can't fathom having that low of an opinion of someone because of the skin color. It's kind of astounding. You know, I'm I'm pretty much firmly in the not all it, category when it comes to like, there is most not, of there's the not a groups. single there's not a single positive, not a single positive aspect to that way of thinking. Well, I mean, if you're trying to build a white ethno state, you know, I mean, telling them yeah, all that they it, have magic sure. powers might not be a bad way to start. Well, it, it's it's funny how like all the socialists always insist that everyone else is the other faction of socialism, largely because they can't fathom people not being a part of socialism. Nazis, the eugenicists, and communists, also the eugenicists, never can really quite agree on how to take over the state. Well, you know, That's there's a the really... But they're a, all very happy to kill everyone else to do it. Well, there's a there's a really great uh, 
I mean, this is mirrored perfectly in uh, a lot of the anti-human rights debate, the anti-gun people. Because they're like, well, if I owned a gun, I would just go out and shoot people. It's like, what the fuck it's kind best. of horrifying monster are you that if you exactly. had a weapon, you would just go out and kill people? Like, how, that how, you can't wrap your head how? around the fact that people just... Like people drive cars and don't, you know, go all truck a piece with them, you know. I think I think these I think these people are the kind of people that if there wasn't, um, like, I guess the thing is there's no law to look both ways when you cross the street. I think these are the people that just walk and expect the law to protect them from cars coming in. Yeah, I I, that's got to be like that's got to be it. Like it's it is so stupid and it's so it, it's so immoral in my mind to have that mentality. How low is your expectation of people in general, let alone yourself? If like th those are the kind of people I suggest, like you know, send them the suicide hotline number and and the number of a fantastic shrink, like right. Like they should just be spammed with that. I don't know, man. I'm you know, I'm just as soon give them Jack I mean, Kevorkian's number at this point. It's just like how how like that is that is a stunning and embarrassing admission in public oh yeah no it's astounding it's astounding it's like how fucking, fucking ignorant and crazy are you but they're proud of it oh yeah yeah like wow the i would the outrage probably murder people if it wasn't against the law what the fuck's wrong with you like you are a goddamn monster i uh yeah it's it's kind of breathtaking it i think, really I think my favorite i think my favorite among those those people is when they're christian too because then they're not only violating state law, they're also violating the religious law. Yeah. Like, just, you know, just thou shalt not kill. How clear is that for you? <laughs> well, there's that whole crusades thing, that whole Wasn't sell there. your cloak yeah. for a sword thing. So it does get kind of complicated when you get into the well, dogma of it. But, that's yeah. when you allow the interpretation of the interpretation by man. You know, vis a vis the most recent Pope in office, right? And oh, the I'll call it office because that motherfucker is protected. Or sorry, elected. Well, you know, I mean, they needed an anti Pope to get their whole thing rolling for Babylon, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, prophesy you know, is going to prophesy. He maybe he mistyped in chat earlier and Steve's really off to the Vatican. He's, he's uh, leveling out the whores. I mean, somebody's got to drive them out, don't they? <laughs> oh, well, speaking of whores, uh, this is something I was wanting to go over last week that we didn't get a chance to get to. Um, Does it involve butt wiping? Damn it. I was going to open with that, wasn't I? Shit. All right. Okay, we're going, going there right now. So, just the uh, other day... Whether or not your butt was wet earlier, you know? Just saying. <laughs> well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, aren't all of our butts wet? Truly, at some time in our day. life. And, it's you know, only, with that note... Just after wiping, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't, haven't we all like wiped <laughs> at some point, you know, in life? Certainly if you were learning how to ride a bike. Yeah, or incapable thereof, for that matter, too. Oh, man, wiping in a wheelchair is just horrible, too. Oh, no, sorry, wiping out in a wheelchair is just horrible. Uh... Well, actually, I guess wiping in a wheelchair is also horrible. So, well, being in a wheelchair is kind of horrible. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine it probably <laughs> is uh, not the not the best situation. 
But um, yeah, so that was part of uh, some dumb bullshit I, I that want, old Joe had to say just the other day. He, I want he opened every, this whole thing up. Every presidential debate should open with that line from now on. <clears throat> Excuse me, Senator, you are running for president, and uh, public needs to know: Has your butt been wiped? Just every one of them. You know, it's throw in throw in um, Maisie Hirono's retarded sexual assault question. As a as a writer to that, have you committed assault and have you wiped your butt? Yeah. Right, have you committed sexual assault and have you wiped your butt? Oh, and never mind this little gem. Like, seriously, sucking the blood out of kids, Joe? I mean, yeah, oh there definitely are people in. There's not just people in the Republican Party that think you're sucking the blood out of kids. So the answer to that is, there are people that think that. So uh, the first part of that question being, hey, Joe. Are there any uh, Democrats who might want to defund the police? And this motherfucker comes back with, uh, so do you think that we're um, like psychotic vampire people? Uh, well. Freudian slip much? Yeah. Like, what the Idiot. fuck, Joe? <sighs> no, I, have, I have the perfect picture for that, too. Hold on a second. Desktop. I, I just I hadn't found the time to clean up my desktop, so it should be hanging out. Oh, man. Somewhere up top. I'm telling you what, our, uh, our, uh, our, I don't want to say oligarchs, um, let me see here, uh, the people who think they're better than us, uh, that control these things and pull the puppet strings on that maggot-filled skin suit, I am telling you what, they have, uh, they've really crossed the line, you know? This one, this picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, reporters. You are not valuable to our Earth anymore. So, oh. uh, the thing I, I, yeah. I thought was interesting was this follow-up. If you saw the, the wider context of that clip, it did not help at all. Oh, no, they never uh, did. Especially not now. It was, it was uh, you know, this, what about a pathway to citizenships? Like, well, you know, I believe there's to be a pathway, but uh, was it? Uh, we won't find it in... Um, in immigration or whatever, it it was it was gibberish, and then he left. Yeah, complete fucking gibberish. Yeah, and like, I mean, there's no shorthand I mean, in there. Like, like there's no like. The bad part is here. Snopes words. even had to do a fact check on one of his gibberish things recently, and they even had to call him out. When Snopes is calling you out, when your own people are calling out your bullshit, you have fucked up. So you have to wonder though. Um, was his butt wiped with Batacaf care, mm. or just regular care? Well, actually, it might have. They might have used a, a fierce application of onishamida pressure, right? Mm. <laughs> God. <sighs> yeah. So that's some uh, serious some, Kofifi they got there. It is. It is. And in a in a related kerfuffle, uh, Huawei. Is uh, you know they're they're trying to get back into the good graces of the uh, the U.S. after Welcome. that whole we work with the CCP thing, and are a direct uh, you know party to that. They've hired uh, Tony Podesta to help them get back on board. Isn't that cool? Man, that's that great. About right. I mean, that you you couldn't ask. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold, 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 nice hold the fucking phone. Hold the fucking phone. Did he actually? Did Tony remember to register this time as a as a um, a representative of a foreign agent, or is the He's gonna fuck that up again too. Oh, you know he is. 
Like I, I would be surprised if he's registered as a uh, as representative of a foreign agent. Oh, 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 foreign agent, not sexual offender. Right, sorry. I'd be surprised if he's already paid, filled out that paperwork, uh, considering he hasn't been caught for yet. Oh, Seriously. Man. Like, you can't make the argument. So, Huawei has more than 50 people. They do. So, they are representatives of the CCP, no matter what they say to the contrary. And we so, won't even talk about their leadership that are directly members of, like, Chinese military institutions. Right. Him. Oh, and do you see also that um, was it a, a couple of companies like have are it was like some some something was approved recently uh, where the the imports for the for the EU and the US like the, it was an EU thing the, uh, the there was some imports from China of some some um, fentanyl it was it was what was it fentanyl. No, uh, oh. it was it was an it was a it was a paid for product that wasn't designed to kill everybody. Uh, but there was there was something they were importing. It was to the tunes of to the tune of a, a couple hundred million dollars a year. So it wasn't like oh, all so not fit, no. it was, it was specific, many billions. It was a specific it was a specific import uh, between it was the the number was being contrasted between the U.S. and the EU and uh, the U.K. Because thank God they're not part of the EU anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure they but are. The, the, important, the important thing was that the EU had ramped up imports, and these are directly tied to slave labor. Sorry, 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 sorry. Re-education processing. Well, those, you know, those Uyghurs, they've got traditions that uh, they don't, they just don't mesh with uh, Chinese um, philosophy. Well, excuse me. They don't mesh with uh, Western Taiwanese philosophy. Pardon. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, mean I to offend. That... So I assume that the part of the philosophy it doesn't mesh in with is uh, the desire to get work done for free. Yeah, or have you know autonomy or you know rights or any of that. Well, you know, they're still demolishing houses over there because you never own land over there. There is no land rights. Well, you know, the argument obviously in the U.S. is what about eminent domain? Well, you actually get to go to court about that in the U.S. before they get to touch your land. And you also get to win in court in the U.S. Well, shit, even if you lose in court on eminent domain in the U.S., you still get paid. There's also the, uh, not only you get paid, you get paid at market value. Not just, not just whatever the fuck they choose. Uh, Because over there, they technically get paid too, but it's like $900. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, listen, take the deal or... Or You get paid for for the wages you lost going to court. Oh, man. Oh, that's brutal. I'd expect nothing less of the CCP. They, they are brutal. Yeah. So, it's 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 ridiculous. Oh, patently. Oh, speaking of ridiculous, uh, did you hear about what happened with the uh, the Cleveland Indians? Are they the Cleveland Cordettes? Uh, no, they're the Cleveland Guardians now. So, uh, what's happened <laughs> is um, these, these fucking woke know-it-alls have uh, gone and taken another fucking piece of my ancestral history and uh, just shit on it. Shit all over it. Just said, no, fuck you. Fuck your people. Fuck your ancestors. Fuck your blood. Fuck everything that you ever did and everything we ever gave gave to you. We're taking it all back. Uh, you, You might even say that these motherfuckers 
are, if you will pardon the goddamn term, Indian givers. <laughs> so, so I was going to suggest something here. The next time there's a team that's named the Indians uh, that gets one of these shitheads to come in, just change the mascot from uh, from feather to dot, and then tell them to fuck off. Oh, well, they are a global majority and do outnumber the whites, so, I mean, you should probably do that. Yeah. Tell them to take their sensibilities over to, uh, to uh, fucking, um, uh, where the hell did they go over there? Where, tell, tell them to go to the capital of Canada, and then when they find, when they go to the wrong one, tell them they're an asshole. Oh, um, yeah, it's Tim Hortons, right? K versus C, right? Yeah. Canada is a region in uh, in India. Oh, it is. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. they probably still I have mean, a Tim Hortons, although I imagine it's very different than the other Tim Hortons. Because I mean, for a while there, they they sold like Adolf Hitler cakes too. So I mean, I would genuinely God. be unsurprised if they didn't have a Tim Hortons of some monstrous variety over there. Well, you know where else has uh has Hitler stores. Go on. I was in West Bank. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't realize that, they uh they have they have Nazi stores there. I'll because, bet you uh, they again, sell Ben and Jerry's as well. Well, you know they uh they would if uh, the contract is going to be re-upped. Or but Ben and Jerry's decided to stop selling there. Oh, that's that unfortunate. The, that's that's super that was unfortunate. The, uh, that was what that was going on, by the way. And the funny thing was, they they had to keep selling in Israel. Why? Because they have contracts with people who make their ice cream for them, not Ben and Jerry's shipping their ice cream over there. So they basically can't do shit because they're bound by contract, and they're gonna they're not gonna just like stop making money over there because fuck them. So, so essentially, what they've done with this they're not gonna re up in twenty twenty two. That's all. With this genius and then move. What they've done is they've, they've cut off Palestine, essentially, from getting Ben and Jerry's and not Israel as their way of spitting in the face of Israel. Good fucking yeah. job. Good Everyone's, fucking every, all this job. Just, Bravo. All the SJWs are calling them out on it, and they're just like, well, we're, we're stuck in a contract. We can't, we're, gonna, we're not going to re-up in next year. It's like, okay, so next year you're basically guaranteed you're going to get smacked by this again. <sighs> Quite frankly, I don't think Ben and Jerry's went far enough. They need to stop producing products altogether. I agree. I think it's racist that they. And so, even, and so I think all that bad as, things in the world have ended. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they really have such a problem with white people doing things, they should stop doing things. You know. You know what else they should do? I think they should make a Palestinian flavor and then just ship out empty cups. Fair, I suppose. Oh. Um, entirely and completely unrelated, but I have made my art world debut. So uh, there's links on my various profiles where you can find my I art take, for actual uh, sale. Brief break to actually respond to that message. I think. Wait, wait, wait. Um, oh no, do I'm actually going to share a little bit of well, news well, with something that happened well, while you do that. Just gone to bed, but okay. Ah, uh, you'll I'll like this be anyway. Right back. Yeah, oh, okay, that's cool. No, I'm going to share something that happened with um, involving Tucker Carlson recently. So there was um, uh, some fisherman or something that saw Tucker Carlson out somewhere and uh, gets in his face. What was it he said to him here? I'll have a link to this just by the by. 
said to him, you are the worst human being known to mankind, and I want you to know that. Then uh, the occupied Democrats went on their way to make that uh, big and everything. And this uh, fellow, Dan Bailey, as he's been identified since, uh, put up you know his own side of the video as to what occurred there. Uh, saying, you've killed more people with your misinformation, this, that, and the other. And if we're being honest, Tucker hasn't really been too bad about his, uh, his quote-unquote misinformation. He's actually been really down the line. I mean, probably about as down the line as we've been, you know, here on my podcast. Because, you know, he's on TV. He may not be on YouTube, but there's certain things you can do and certain things you can't. So you... To have to play it the right way. So anyway, this uh, Dan Bailey, he's apparently a board member on uh, an organization called uh, the Asia Foundation. And uh, worked in 2007 as a river ecologist in their Securing the Future project. Now, the Asia Foundation, interestingly enough, as we've seen from uh, some FOIA requests is a central intelligence agency proprietary organization. So, it would appear that this man that has uh, recently called out our, uh, our our friend Tucker, I mean, I don't I honestly I don't watch the guy, I catch some of his clips, but you know, when the glowies glow, you got to you got to let everybody know. I'll make sure and, uh, and get Craig a link to that because I'm sure he'll get a real kick out of it. But, um, yeah, it seems that our man Tucker there, he got uh, a little bit of a glow-op run on him. So, isn't that fun? <sighs> and speaking of other operations, uh, something that's come up with Cuomo... I know. I know for a fact that Steve would have something to say about this, so it's a shame he can't be here to uh, comment. But the uh, issue with the nursing homes in New York has, well, it's uh, kind of hit a wall. Uh, Justice, Department, Justice Department will not be doing any further investigations into the... Uh, state-run nursing homes as far as uh, civil rights issues and uh, Cuomo. So we can hope that something comes of it, but at this Already point... Already I'm back. At this point, it doesn't look super promising. I was just uh, commenting on uh, what happened with uh, the Justice Department and how they basically just decided to drop uh -huh. the ball on the New York civil rights investigation with the uh, dead old people. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, and... did we cover... Did we cover with, because uh, I heard Tucker going in. Oh, yeah, I went over the Tucker justice. thing with the guy that uh, called him out, ended up being a fed. I went over all that with everybody just a second ago. Oh, that's funny as fuck. Oh, is More it? important on that, though, more important on that, I think, is uh, is the NSA outright admitting that what they were doing was uh, what they were doing. Oh, shit, they did? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, you didn't you didn't uh, see, that, like, like the, the, the best part about the, uh, was it, New York Times going, you know, but it's Tucker Carlson, do we have to believe him? I mean, he's like... You know, people say that nobody should take it seriously in court. It's like, yeah, okay, that, that's fantastic. You guys should uh, point all this shit out, and then suddenly, uh, oh, what's that? It comes out that it's actually happening. Yeah. You know, it, and it was one of them that it, that fucking said it too. Oh well, even it's better, just, even just, fucking better. I love it. Just fuck these people with the way that they go about this stuff. It's it's funny when when Tucker comes out and says something, and 
you know, he's a journalist, so he's not immune from this kind of dumb fuckery. But like when he comes out and says something, it's obviously not true. Um, even though it always turns out to be fucking true when they call it out as not true. But when CNN says something and uh, it's it's taken to be fucking dogma um, until obviously it falls a fucking part. You know, that like, for instance, uh, uh, Lafayette Square, uh, Trump uh, clearing Lafayette Square. He didn't know shit about that. Yeah, no, it was an it was you know, that, just that a thing that was happening. A, and he was like, yeah, oh, hey, that's a good job, guys. False. I'm going to go and uh, I'm, I'm going to yeah, go fucking, actually go out and say hi to everybody now that you cleared it out. I mean, to put it in week, a long and short. A whole fucking week of uh, of the Capitol area being on fire around the White House. How many? How 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 long were the fires again after January sixth? How long did they last? They were really tall, weren't they? They like engulfed a bunch of buildings, didn't they? Oh yeah, uh, it's just they weren't near the Capitol. Mm. Oh, you're, you're not talking about the shit that was going on around the rest of the country that day. You're only talking about the Capitol area, aren't you? Mm, well, uh, that's what I was thinking I was talking about. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm, I'm misremembering, that's all. I, mean, I don't know. That sounds like some uh, some fake news there, some misinformation. <sighs> and uh, you know what happens with misinformation? Well, I wouldn't want my social credit score to be affected, so I'd better drop this line of uh, line of thought. I mean, she might come after you. Seriously, you don't want that. Oh, but uh, here's another thing that uh, actually came out fairly recently. Uh, The FBI, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this one, and if you haven't, you're going to get a fucking kick out of it. The FBI lost all its files on the Stormfront. That's, yeah. Isn't Isn't that that convenient? Isn't that that funny, Andrew Anglin's uh, old stomping Isn't that convenient that Andrew, Andrew Anglin... Who doesn't glow at all? Certainly doesn't glow. Right. Not even a little bit. No. Mm-mm. No. I'm sorry. Even people who let me hate just Jews let me just put my and, shades and back on a little here. Okie dokie. A little bright in here. People sorry. People that hate Jews that much. People that hate Jews that much, and and hate black people that much, don't go on at that length on the internet. No. Persistently as a fucking career. Most of them. Just mutter about it. Or go on 4chan and bitch about it or some shit. Or, you know, in actual back rooms that, you know... Or they post occasionally on their website instead of every fucking hour. Yeah. Yeah. That, to me, it looks like... like It screamed honey... Like, it screamed two things. It screamed poor investment retardation or honeypot. Hey, why not both? I mean, this is the modern FBI, after all. I mean, it could be that it's that Anglin was just a, a paid informant, or even an unpaid informant. He could have been doing it for free. You know, oh, saw, as much as the thing, doing it for free meme is a meme, I yeah. I don't think he would. But you saw the January sixth, um, or not the January sixth, the uh, uh, the the um, Ava Whitler shit. Uh, stuff right like you saw the FBI involvement uh, in, of, all, of all places oh yeah break the news what was it it was a maximum of 21 people in the group like that's the maximum we're thinking it was 18 at the time of the events in question of which 12 were feds come right, the fuck uh, on I mean, 
if you read the at length article, and this is the only time I think I've ever been able to say you should legitimately read this BuzzFeed article to read the article. Like it's it's in depth and it goes through all the motion. I mean, it, it talks about this. It, it follows the story of this one foreman as he goes through the motions and everything. Uh, his background and, and the guy, in my opinion, seemed to be patriotic. He's he's a vet. He got caught up in some stuff and went, "Holy shit, these people are nuts!" And went and spoke to the feds, who then proceeded to populate the rest of the ranks and guide that bomb right on into the victory. Uh, when they're sitting out there, and this is the same shit that was going on with with uh, inside mosques for years because of 9/11, and it was equally bad then. Yeah, there were extremists that needed to be curtailed. Uh, not that way. You don't just make them look like a terrorist and then arrest them. That's censorship and it's wrong. Uh, in the same vein, these people were talking shit in Telegram, and I'm guessing this guy caught a couple of lines that were too nuts, or there was legit one completely batshit crazy guy in there who never would have gotten to the point that he got to without the FBI. Or that guy was the FBI, not, not, for not, that matter. Not just, not just setting up the event, materially advancing the scheme, as in paying for stuff, bringing stuff to the events. Like, they, the, the FBI let's was Let's be honest, there's no way to tell and, if that person, that uh, patient X, as it were, there's no way of saying if that patient X isn't agent X. Because well, we've I mean, seen that sort of thing happen more than once out of the ATF. Now, the ATF is probably yeah, the could, worst, most be. corrupt organization that has possibly ever existed in America. Well, but, you bring up a valid point that it easily could be another three-letter agency. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could be here, glows, glow, and glows though, for all we know. The point here being, though, that uh, this guy saw some legitimately nutty stuff, and he went to the right people to talk about it. He went to the police, thought he did his duty, got contacted, and roped back into this shit, and saw it through to the end. You know, God bless him for that, and getting manipulated all the same as the rest of the people in that group. So, the rest of the manipulation that was done by the FBI, I mean, it, it involved materially, in the legal sense, aiding and abetting, as well as orchestrating in conspiracy. Had these people not had the FBI involved, it probably would have just been shit-talking on Telegram. Oh, yeah, in all likelihood. I mean, otherwise, every time some guy leaves the building pissed off after work and says, man, I want to kill my boss, you know, figuratively, that means that there could be an FBI agent waiting around, hanging around the outside of the building with a fucking noose already tied up and say, hey, man, I'll give you ten bucks if you go do it. Hey, kid, want to go commit a felony? Like, it's... Like, yeah, you shouldn't say yes to that, but also, that should never be fucking offered by our government in the first place. And there's there's strict rules on entrapment, but one, they aren't followed generally in the first place, uh -huh. uh, because you have to have evidence... You have to have evidence of the entrapment happening in order for it to exist in court. Yeah, I was about to say, that and was a really funny joke. It, Let's let's face it. Uh, <laughs> you're not getting that, and you're not getting your search shit. Not getting any kind of discovery advance on that. Discovery like, on a three-letter like agency. Yeah, good fucking luck. Oh so, man. 
I, I, I would so. I would love for one judge one day to go ahead and just be like, you know what, fuck it, yeah, actually, yeah, no, you, you get discovery, go for it. Oh my god! I was gonna say it'd be it would be the last day that they would they would live. Uh, let alone oh yeah, that the judge, bench. they wouldn't get home that night, <laughs> not but, at all. But the replacement judge would have a field day with it. Oh, for sure. Oh man, I could I could only hope for such a joyous occasion. Hillary Clinton would be calling up the suicide line. To place an order that minute. Yeah, not the prevention line. Just saying. Mm. The hotline. Because you oh, no, know those guys have the... uh, you know those guys have a nice red phone. Ah, well, no, they probably don't anymore. They probably had that in the White House anymore. They probably just got like a an app for it. I mean, well, you know, this is twenty twenty one. I think they all. I think they 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 still have the red phone in the White House. Well, let's play things like that are hardlined and isolated and separate. Oh no, no, no! I meant the one that went to the uh, you know people you can't talk about that do the things you're not supposed to know about. That kind of shit. The other red phone. <clears throat> that kind of shit doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh right, exactly. I mean, what am I talking about? You know, who knows? Uh, we we all know the earth is flat, right? Yeah, ice walls. Yeah, totally, ice walls. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, did you hear about uh, Joe Biden's private email server? Nope. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually I dropped yep. that in the show ideas. I just, shit, scroll up a little bit. This actually dropped like uh, five, six days ago. Apparently, on the same time that Hillary was using one, Biden has his own uh, private email server that he was using to run business with Hunter Biden. Oh man, how about that, huh? I mean, yeah, of course he was. Why? Why wouldn't oh. he be? Well, actually, I saw something I did want to talk about, but uh, I I cannot wait for the three weeks or whatever it is to be up. Uh, and and Razor Fist did a fantastic video on it. Maricopa County. Oh yeah, everything's in. We're just waiting for them to finalize, aren't we? Like I said, every single time that they come out with shit. Just publish the fucking report and be done with it. Stop sending me, like, stop, A, thinking your appetizers are better than they are, even though this last one was good, and B, hyping yourself up as if it's going to be the revelation of the fucking century. It's Let's like, just listen, assume it's we not all know what happened, and we all know what's going to happen. Like, Nothing. stop trying to make another fucking crack. Excuse me. Uh... So you should try not to speak while burping. It really helps you out when you're trying to get one it or the does. other done. It does. But yeah, I mean, when this all comes out, and uh, a fair amount of it is, probably not all, if we're honest, but a lot of this is going to come out and people are going to be like, okay, now what? There is no, now what? Now you know. Now you have to stop it from ever happening again, or yeah. you have to redact it. What, I, what I'm getting really tired of is is every one of, like, before we knew how shitty it was, and we already kind of knew it was shitty coming in, Stop trying to make your thing the latest Kraken. It's not going to happen, Janice. Like, just, just... Yeah, the the best thing sure we can honestly do things. is just get as much of this out to as many people as possible so that either we can fix the law or... Like, and, and just stop telegraphing this shit. If you come in and you just drop it on the desk, land that fucker. You know, reel in hard, stop dicking around with it. Just oh, yeah, absolutely. Just walk into in. the office, flop your Surprise dick right onto the fucking desk in front of everybody and say, look at how big this motherfucker is. 
That's how you do it. Surprise. You don't give Surprise them like everyone. you don't give them a little bit of side <laughs> shadow and say, "Oh, look here." You don't give them a little bit of the a little bit of the top. You know, you just fucking flop that thing out, drop it just right on the fucking table, make and be sure like, you, "Check them out." Turn left. Turn left with your full hip force and make sure you smack them in the cheek. Oh yeah, yeah. Do that shit with panache. Absolutely. Do it with some fucking zazz. Like seriously, it's 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 so ass. Like again, this last one was good, but only because it got teased out of them in the middle of the hearing. Like they came with the stuff prepared, but like they didn't actually like it wasn't going to be just about that. They just ended up being able to share it, and then it went into that. Stop it with these things, like where there's these incidentals. Now that said, every time you every time you do it, like the last time that they really they made it, um, last time they thought they had something, they misconfigured a raid. And they looked like fucking morons. Well, now let's let's also be honest here. There are groups that are going after the people that they've hired to do this, and their arguments are novel, shall we say? Because uh, what I've heard, the majority of the arguments against uh, the Cyber Ninjas group, and I think the newer organization that they've got to do the things, is well, these people don't have any experience doing election audits. Okay, when's the last time we had an election audit, guys? They do have experience doing audits. Yeah, just not election audits. Because we've <laughs> never been able to fucking do because them. They're, because they're, a, they're an IT company. They're not an election audit company. They're an IT... Like, just... Unless you're using a paper ballot, these guys do fit the bill, alright? Like, oh, they do, yeah. No, I mean, this This is who you want for the job. And, and like, I don't mean, like... Paper ballot, as in like the paper you put into the scanner. I mean, like unless you're using pen and paper and you throw it into a box and someone counts it by hand later, these guys are absolutely like competent enough to be called in because they have a history of doing audits, IT audits. They're still being stonewalled. Oh, absolutely. Which is the it's the funniest part is that they they can't really go after the process because the process has every legal right to exist. So they're like, well, we can't really do this. So uh, fuck it, we'll get the uh, we'll we'll go after the tools then. They get promised that they're going to get data. They don't get the data. They get promised they're going to get some other kind of information. They don't. Allow, they just don't get it. Like they, they go into they go into meetings. They get all kinds of promises on the kinds of things that they're going to be able to get to complete their assessment. And watch this. Maricopa County is probably going to. This is the part that pisses me off so much about this is it's is it's plausible this could happen and all of us get blue balls again. Watch Maricopa County. A, finally hand over the router and data associated with it. Sorry, a, a clone of the router uh, st- um, internals and then the, the associated records. Watch them hand over that kind of information. Like, just shy of when the report should come out. And then sit, and then chastise the company for A, not comp- filing a, a complete report. Well, how come you didn't get the report in on time, guys? We got you all the equipment well, to ask for. That's the thing. Is there going to catch me too? I can submit the report as is and say and call it an interim report and then continue their work. At which point it'll be called worthless uh, because it's incomplete. Or they'll delay and then it'll be just delayed again until the next piece of information they can hold off on giving them until a court hearing. Like, it, and let's say you start putting people who are promising stuff that is legally mandated to be given over and then not handing it over until you start putting them in jail. You're not going to solve that problem because they're going to keep doing the same shit all day, every day. And if you or don't put them, them in jail, just fucking fire them. Well, yeah, if you don't put them in jail or fire them, 
then well when you don't have when you don't have top down solutions eventually you end up with ground up solutions and ground up solutions are a lot more far reaching and less surgical in their uh, scope than top down solutions Biden, you know Biden may need to be Biden may need to be wiping his butt with a different kind of rag or you know whoever it is that does the wiping because, I mean, can we really even verify that he's capable something of that Something far much? more gentle. Something far more gentle and able to pick up fertilizer for a specific tree. Mm, perhaps. Perhaps. That, yeah, that's a... Maybe, maybe we'll uh, lean away from that slightly dangerous uh, line of thinking and uh, drop into something... What, you're not an arborist? I like I like healthy trees. I'll be honest. I do. I really like a healthy tree. It's got a good look to it. See, you don't you don't want your trees to die. Nobody does. I must make either. I mean, I'm a bit of an environmentalist, Nazi. honestly. You know, I don't want to see the trees die. Makes you a Nazi or a hippie? There's no in between. If you like plants. <laughs> Well, you know. I am not the Hitler Lorax, but I'll, I'll speak for the trees a little bit horrible. here. But uh, we will go into a little bit of other hypocrisy, something that's come out recently, as a matter uh -huh. of fact. I don't know if you call it this one either, but um, now we know the backstory on uh, Sandy Cortez. And mm -hmm. just to give a clarifying uh, remark I on that, scroll up some more, then. I have only recently found out that this came from Tucker Carlson, that he calls her Sandy as well. I found out that uh, apparently in uh, high school and uh, college, everybody just called her Sandy. So I figure, you know, it's a reasonable thing to do. It's kind of like the West Taiwan thing. So I'm just going to do it from now on. So I, uh, like, I like to just call her occasional cortex. That, that makes me much happier. There is a lot more joy to that. I remind myself that she is that stupid, so I shouldn't expect any more of her. Well, maybe she's not, and maybe there's more of this that's an act than we know. She is dumb, but we do know she can act. She went to school for it. Fair enough. So, interesting. But anyway, that restaurant she's not that she kind of method actor. I mean, she's she isn't that good, but uh, that that would be that would be Joaquin Phoenix times of like that, like that kind of method acting is the kind of method acting it took to make Joker happen. Yeah, well, we're not dealing with a parkour dude ninety-one here. We are dealing with Sandy Cortez, so that is what it is. But that being said, she co-owned that restaurant at which she was a barista. Were you aware? Yeah, I no, was not. But it also makes sense. Recently. Well, here's the reason why it makes sense to me. She's the kind of idiot that would try to pour a bottle with the cap on. So. It really makes sense to me now that she would have the job there if she... Well, she came place. from a privileged family. We did know that. Right. And they probably bought it for her. Absolutely. Which adds a whole other kind of uh, angle to this uh, Cortez situation, you know, aside from, you know, being a relative Cortez and, you know, trying to assert her dominance all over social justice as if she's some sort of social justice conquistador just you know, conquering it's everywhere. Funny. 
Speaking of or her, uh, her being a socialist piece of shit. I'm sorry, you, meant, you said social justice. That same stuff. Uh, yeah, we were six talking about one half dozen of the other. You're we talking about uh, our arborealism earlier. <laughs> oh, is there um, is there is there so, some there's a connection here? There's a, no, there's a connection here uh, found in some fantastic lyrics. Hmm. Well, you've you've actually like read through the lyrics of the trees, haven't you? By Rush. That's it's been a little bit too long for me to say. Well, let me just give I, you the last last uh last little stanza here. Uh, yeah, tell no, tell me no the more. last stanza of this Rush song. I I never really cared for uh, L- Getty Lee, I'll be honest, but there's uh, well, there's a lot of skill there. Uh, lay lay it on me, brother man. Now there's no more oak oppression, for they passed a noble law, and all the trees are kept equal by hatchet, axe, and saw. Hmm. Well, any any connection to any current or previous events is entirely coincidental, I'm sure. Yeah, certainly. It had absolutely nothing to do with the Red Scare. No, no, no. no. Although uh, I, I often find myself wondering, was McCarthy right? But anyway. Well, he wasn't because he was a drunk piece of shit um, that went way over the top on things. He had his heart in the right place. <laughs> Bless his heart, he tried. Bless his yeah, you know, heart. Like, he meant it, well. So, so, he really um, did. So there's, there's a couple things to think about here. Making someone else live up to their own standards when those standards are asinine is hilarious. True. But um, there comes a point where it's no longer appropriate, and that, that point would be when you start using the U.S. government as a kangaroo court. Hmm. Why does that sound vaguely so, familiar to me? Oh, huh, it's topical. Ah. Speaking of which, have any of the January 6th people been let out of isolation yet? Uh, you know, for their civil rights? I, I hear there's some issues involving that, but there there actually is an update to that. Uh, Gates and some others, I believe, possibly this week or at the beginning of the next are scheduled to meet with uh, Bowser and some of the uh, heads of uh, the Criminal Justice Department, I believe, in D.C., to find out why these people are being continually denied their human rights. So, uh, did you also, um, there's a video that I think was just making rounds yesterday. I know I, I retwatted it. Um, it was that video of the guy in the MAGA hat outside on January 6th. Shouting at the cops, where's your backup? Why aren't you doing anything? You know, this isn't us. What the fuck, basically. Yeah, there's there's rather like, a few uh, of those, unfortunately. You know, it's, it's funny because when I point out the fact that you know, it wasn't thousands of people that went through, it was 800 or so. And, you know, no, of that 800, wasn't... how many were uh, able to just walk in, you know, where we have on video, yeah, like, um, you know, I... Uh, you got to respect their right to do it. I mean, this is just well, me you know, quoting funny. a police officer holding open a door I, I for someone. You, I bet you anything. Well, so here's the other thing. It's not like it was illegal to walk through the building that day. As far as I know. That's our building. Indeed. And, you know, that, like, if like, have the rules changed so much since, like, when I was a kid, and I've uh, we, well, we went up to uh, Tallahassee to watch the uh, the state 
uh, legislature voting on shit, like actively in session doing stuff. You know, there's a gallery there. Uh, they 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 allowed the pink-hatted uh, weirdos to cheer on killing babies at birth up in New York. Or, uh, you know, even just past, if you're Ralph Northam. Loudly enough to to disrupt the assembly at the time. They they had to be removed. Were they put in jail as terrorists? As domestic terrorists? Uh, No, 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 no. no. According to my research here, it, uh, it, it seems that they were treated with kid gloves, actually. So... Yeah, and, and then I, I love this thing also, you know, the nukes and F-15s. Pick one. Like, was was 800 geriatrics holding signs walking between the ropes uh, what it takes to shut down the government? Or is it nukes and F-15s? It, it, there, there's a bit of a shade of gray in between that that you can have a quibble over, but you got to pick one end of the scale to put your finger on in an argument. Yeah. Regarding those nukes and F-15s. You your hands out on both. Those nukes and F-15s, they were really effective in Afghanistan, weren't they? Yeah. Well, Hmm. seeing as we set off off no nukes and we didn't have uh, F-15s combating people there. Well, I I would rather hope that we wouldn't see nukes on U.S. soil or F-15s strafing our city streets. So I'd like to see somewhat of a parallel there. Actually, I would love to see both of those in the country, just not in the hands of the government. I think that the government should be scared shitless of the people. We can see that they already are, even though they have the nukes and F-15s. Oh, yeah, they're dead afraid. I mean, you can can see that based on... uh... Oh, yeah. Well, they're turning the freaking Capitol Police into a whole new intelligence wing because they're so dead afraid of what they've done. Ask any, any Democrat who argues with you on Twitter. Ask them if they can visit the Capitol building today. Ask them if the fences are still up. They're not going to fucking know. Much less care. They're not going to fucking care, yeah. I mean, it's uh, funny enough, uh, a lot of these are the same kind of people that demand changes in products and media. Uh But that's not, uh, how shall we say, that's not um, a coincidence. They want the changes in media to build around uh, this whole narrative of uh, – well, it's not a narrative. It is manufactured consent. These are also the kind of people that think that the buildings that they will be walking through uh, presumably are also extraordinarily racist and sexist and everything other is and should come down immediately. So I'm not really expecting a whole lot of credulous reasoning to come out of them in the first place. I I bet you that – they want to rename, you know, they have the, uh, what is it? They had the black house that they were trying to put up in Lafayette Square or whatever, or something of that effect. Like I saw, actually, I mentioned it earlier today, because uh, I saw, and it might have been an old video. I saw that uh, there's that fire truck blasting um, human waste. Onto oh yeah, the on President's, Macron's President's uh... building. In, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Macron's. Uh... Uh, not palace, uh, manor, whatever it is. His, yeah, actually, yeah, his, I'll make his, sure uh, and put a link trouble. in. Uh, I'll put a link in the show links to that actually because it is one of the most heartening things I've ever seen. Aside from the fact that it's hilarious 
and it legitimately is like the French people are being fucked like right in the ass. They really are. They are just rolling out the worst of the worst on these people. It is absolutely the test bed for everything they want for everyone else. Oh, God, Steve, go on. You know, I hope he does listen to me. Go on at length about immunity from this episode to uh, to help him calm his his uh, his, his estranged hyper focus down a little bit. <laughs> well, hey, you know that's that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Things have been addressed, buddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know he's just reacting to the article or whatever. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I I do kind of with him there the uh what his uh comment was for anyone listening is he said the assumption that natural immunity is worse than vaccinated immunity is the dumbest fuckery ever conjured up in the history of immunology natural immunity has to work for vaccinated immunity to work any expert saying otherwise should be fired now yeah this joint inside that statement is some of the nuance that we went across earlier yeah i mean that is a baseball bat when you yeah. would be okay with... I agree. I, in this sense, I agree. It doesn't capture the nuance of what's being discussed, but, like, absolutely. Natural immunity... If, if... Yeah, that's a baseball bat reason... when you would be able to just kind of give it a little push. That said, not, I mean, yeah, it's a little broad, but, yeah. It's it's straightforward stuff. At this point. I, I absolutely agree with that. Natural immunity, if it... If it wasn't worth anything, then it wouldn't be worth anything with the vaccine. And then what he says there uh, to follow up, the fact that it's even up for debate is the deepest sign of tribalism and uh, psych dissonance in any scientific field. And yes, that's absolutely... Cognitive dissonance, you dick. Psych dissonance, yeah, it is. It's cognitive dissonance. Well, you mean psychological, but it's cognitive. It's not psychological. Well, it is, but we have a term for it, and it's cognitive dissonance. Well, dissonance doesn't just mean cognitive dissonance it means dissonance and so psychological dissonance is a whole different a whole different um implied meaning by the words i mean it might be in cognitive dissonance but just from the read it looked odd to me yeah and see this is what you can look forward to in the not too far future when i am able to do this live and we can actually have uh, callers and chat so, including fantastic commentary such as fucking astarted bullshit. Yes, which was including all this magical <laughs> comments such as that, and who even knows what sort of glorious super chats will roll in. So, that's going to be something to look out for. Oh no! Yeah, you're going to have to make sure you have a, a disclaimer at the start about not being censorship, but being algorithm dependent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, listen. you know, we're not going to be reading certain words on air kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, listen, until they kick me off, I have to run with the paradigm I exist in. Once I end up on Odyssey, we're good. We're 100% good. But I'm starting out on YouTube and Twitch. So we're going to work with what we're inside of. If it all falls apart, it all falls apart. And if it does, I'm actually somewhat prepared. Because we need to all be ready for this sort of thing. I'll say this. It would be a shame for all the effort you've gone into to uh, gone through to um, get the YouTube thing to the point where you'd be able to do live shows and super chats. Be a shame to have that go away because one person decided to be that guy in the uh, chat 
Oh, I, I don't have any kind of monetization on YouTube. It wouldn't come through that way. It'd actually be through. Uh, it'd have to be oh, through okay, like something else. Oh, well, there's there's a handful of them. But... Yeah, there's a bunch. I've got yeah. uh, I've got Subscribestar and Patreon and PayPal. And what the whatever, hell is it but... called? Uh, Stream Streamlabs or Streammate or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I, yeah, the the one that's actually called Super Chats because I can't remember what the fuck they're called on YouTube. But the Streamlabs, I do have one of those because I have a Twitch and I may do something with that. I want to. So my I've recommendation cool is going to be, but you know, my recommendation was going to be at least don't um, don't put on the uh, uh, text to speech. Oh God, no! Oh no, that's that's as asking for fucking trouble. Funny as that would be. No, as that's that's absolutely that asking. For your uh, for your world of streaming to fall apart, I am not an IRL streamer. That is for IRL streamers. And if I ever am doing IRL streaming, which is a possibility, and I have investigated getting my press pass, and I've got all my equipment, so <laughs> if things get really weird oh, this year or next, there uh, there might be a lot more to my media empire you know than what? just this. So. You know I kind of hope there's not. Like? You know what my press pass looks like? Uh, which one? It looks like a little booklet that says Constitution of the United States of America on the front of it. Uh, fair enough. Uh, if you're interested, though, or if any listeners are interested, I can um, put together some of my research on this and make it available to you. You can actually become a registered journalist for... 150-ish bucks. Really? Yeah. And, you know, like, actually be yeah. carded, you know, if you get arrested or whatever. It's like, no, I'm, I'm a journalist. I've got the actual real deal thing. They can run all your uh, stuff, and you're going to come back legit as you're a registered journalist with an organization. Which, there's all a right. lot of clout was it that CNN? Uh, delivers. Was it CNN, man? Oh, God, no. Fuck no. I wouldn't have my name associated with that <laughs> trash rag. Fuck's sake, man. I got some scruples. You, God damn. Who'd you go with? Oh, no, it's... Uh, <clears throat> I haven't fully found out. I think they're just kind of a, okay. a no-name shell organization so that they can actually stay completely anonymous and above board so that they can <laughs> kind of give it to who the fuck ever. Because if you're going to sell it, sell it to both sides. That's just good business. Yeah. It really is. It's how it works in war. It is, you know. I mean, that's uh, it's just the way it is. So, you know, when you understand that that's how it works and you uh, just kind of exist within that paradigm, you just kind of exist within that paradigm. Although, speaking about wars and shit, I mean, has anybody put at least like a memo on Biden's desk? Um, like a, a pop-up booklet with uh with big with big letters and um and some some nice colorful pictures of the massive army and navy China is currently making I think they did um it said um make women fight had a little x next to it and he uh signed it so good news ladies good news feminists you get the oh, draft man. too aren't you happy so that wait, that actually got signed, or uh... oh yeah, yeah, uh, that it's the NDAA, dude. It's not gonna oh. not get signed. They snuck it in on the NDAA. Yep. 
Oh, they didn't even sneak it in. They've been pretty open about it this time. No, I, I, and I uh, and I, the quote-unquote Republicans have been uh, somewhat miffed. I must be blanking on something here. U.S. draft women's. Oh yeah, yeah. This was uh, it's two days ago. Two, oh shit, five hours ago for under amendment. Yes. Okay. So uh, WVC under amendment, women will be compelled to register for military draft. You know. Uh, have fun with that, ladies. Uh, you're not going to be knitting across the sea. Now, there are sure people that are moving to, in angles. the draft, but yeah. So that being said, ladies, if uh, there are any of you that uh, catch this episode, I think there might be one or two. And if there are, thanks for listening. It's really dope having you here. Oh, yeah. We've uh, we've actually got at least the one. So, hey to you. I appreciate you listening. Tell more people to listen. And, of course, yeah. anybody else uh, listening while I'm, you know, in this little tangent, if you've got any uh, questions, comments, or anything else, get it to us. We're always interested in anything you can provide as far as uh, oh, yeah. giving us more topics to cover because there's so much going on. I miss a lot. Yeah, the weeks that we have where it's just like, oh, we only have so much to cover, and then... We just string on about whatever kind of techno-fantasy stuff we're going into. Like, that's probably because we missed half of what was going on that week. Yeah, there's... Like, I, I, things are this, so busy and crazy these Because days. this is something that would be hilarious to me. And other people that I, I follow on Waters would have immediately sprung on this. This should have, like, covered my TL. Maybe I was just, like, off that day. Well, I'll tell you what. Here, I'll drop you a link here in staff chat to the... I, I, I saw... Oh, you some, got one? Okay, yeah. Oh, no, if you have a specific link, that would be useful. Yeah, I've got one out of the hill. But yeah, it's... Uh... That's, not, that's not helpful. It's the... <laughs> well, no, that's that's why it is helpful. When you can use antagonistic uh, news organizations to back up your own points, you pretty much got them locked. Oh, man. No, I, I just, I'm just saying here with... Uh, like, <laughs> the best part about this... Uh, is is they think this makes the U.S. look strong. Oh my God! I have never in all of my lifetime seen the United States look more weak than it does today. Did you hear about the uh, women's soccer team? They finally broke their uh, winning streak. Yeah, I uh, I actually was very happy that happened because we didn't send a U.S. soccer team to the Olympics. No, we no, we didn't. A we bunch sent, of individuals uh... looking to protest at the Olympics, not play soccer. And yeah. they didn't play soccer, and they lost. And they look like assholes, because they are. And I've got to be honest. Uh, I would rather see America made a laughing stock than to see these people that would denigrate my home and try to burn it down succeed. I mean, if that's what it takes, I'm okay with that. I, you don't need, like, a patriotism test to go to the Olympics. I don't think that would be appropriate. But I think, like, if you're actively out there shouting down the country and you're protesting at the fucking trials, maybe you shouldn't be picked. Yeah. Or, if you know, you're there if, on the if merits, you've made public you statements know, of, you know, if I win, I'm going to burn a flag, you have the right to do that. Well, actually, no. Here's the thing. The uh, IOC has actually said, no, you don't have the right to do that. So if you've made such a statement, I personally think... Maybe we should go with an alternate. Well, here's the other thing is 
I'm not even getting into the part where I think the IOC is this, is a horrible, censorious piece of shit. We should never have allowed to infect our country with its uh, with its legal request. Uh, beyond that, like if you're if you're an individual who is there on the merits for your athletic skill and talents, and you choose to use that platform to make a statement, at that point, I can't really be uh, I can't really say like yeah maybe. You know that person should shut up. I can I can say they should shut up, but I can't say they should be made to. Oh, of course like, not. It's you earned the right to be there. Fine. The women's U.S. soccer team is a team of individuals. Yeah, they that just happen to is, be from America. That that team means that the people can be changed out. And uh, if you're gonna send a team to represent the nation there, like maybe they should have been changed out. Because uh, they clearly, when they got there, they found out exactly how much their merits were worth. I mean, yeah. these are people that lost to a bunch of 15-year-old boys. Under 15-year-old boys, rather. It was the under-15s team they lost to. Well, you know what? Like, I'm going to look up uh, I mean, that was George Alexopoulos. Like a camp, but... Did a really good political cartoon yeah. on this. Let me see here. Now, supposedly that was more like one of those training camp things where, like, the the one team comes in, they do, like, 10 on, 10 off. Um, and it's it's more like, you know, but it, but it was also a practice game for uh, playing against some Russian team or whatever. And they basically got stomped by the 50, these kids that were under 15. Like, this, that's fucking embarrassing. The only thing that was a good thing about uh, that pink-haired bitch losing and then, of course, embarrassing the country further by saying, oh, the team sucked, but I was fine. You know, and by, by implicit admission there. Like she, she immediately went in and, and stopped being uh, a good sportsman. Like, she, she, uh, she was not a good captain of the team at that point. She was horrible at that point. Like you're no, representing you can... the country, you're not you're not doing a, a post uh, a post NASCAR uh, analysis on your last place uh, arrival. You know, at that point, it's perfectly appropriate to say, "Yeah, I sucked," but instead, she immediately diffused blame over the entire team. But uh, here the we go. The only good I'm... thing about that was being able to spam those gifts of her saying, "I deserve this." So. Uh... George Alexopoulos has done an excellent political cartoon on this. Uh, since we're not quite live yet, I don't have the uh, capability of showing <laughs> it off, but I will have a link, which I've put in staff chat so you can check it out if you haven't seen it. You Brilliant. Should, you know what you should do is uh, start doing some uh, some imager uh, uploads, I think. That might be appropriate. You can make like an imager album if mm. we post uh, images. Yeah, that'd be an easy way of doing all the links for everything in the show, too. I might do that. Okay. Well, anywho. Uh, quick description is we have uh, the lead U.S. player here taking a knee and the other players taking a knee in the background. We see some uh, players in uh, blue and yellow <clears throat> playing in the background. And then we uh, see in the next frame uh, a kick into the goal and a uh, goalie trying without uh, luck. Goalie flat on their back like they're getting missionary fucked. Yeah, then we see a bunch of... Happy uh, blonde-haired <laughs> girls jumping around, having a great time, and then we get a close-up of our uh, our illustrious leader of the women's soccer team here, and a, a little thought bubble saying, "I deserve more money." 
I have to say, that's stunning and brave. It truly is. Uh, so the link for that will be in the show links. You absolutely have to check it out. And you have to follow uh, George Alexopoulos because he is hilarious. And totally on point, almost without fail. Oh, that man, uh, he always gives me a kick. I really like his uh, political cartoons and his takes are generally pretty hilarious. Yeah. Well, it is 1 a.m. So it is probably about break time. Ah, fair enough. I don't want you to turn into a pumpkin. All right. Well, I will bid you adieu, good sir. And, uh... As always, thanks for having me on. Certainly. And uh, you can find me at CraigBob99 in most places. Um, so uh, if you have comments or questions for me, throw them on there. I'll try to get around to them. So like, uh, Twitter is where you can probably find me easiest. Uh, if you don't, then mine's I usually try to get around to like once a week. Uh, so those are the two easiest places to find me. But anyway... See you later. Been a pleasure, man. Talk to you again soon. And I guess that's just about that for uh, the whole shebang. I don't know if I've got anything else of any real note. I would like to say, though, just to close things out, I want to wish Laurel Hubbard the absolute best in the uh, women's weightlifting competition. I tell you that... I just hope that dude really just rocks it out and just sets some absolutely groundbreaking records that uh, that that Whitney Houston would just not really ever be able to touch. You know, she's uh, she wrote a song about being every woman, and you know, I don't, I I want records that make every woman say, "Goodness, I don't know if I could ever be that strong." So let's let's cross our fingers and toes and paws and such and hope that we get such a good time as that. And with that, I'll bid you adieu. And also, uh, check out my NFT stuff. I'm going to have it linked up on... Uh, what's the name of the place? It's on HEN, which is High Set Nuns. I haven't fully got my stuff set up so I'm not exactly you know fully official but my art is out and available so I'll see if I can figure out a way to well you know what I'll just put a link to both of the objects so you can check them out I have released so far two parts of my uh, just like a Christmas in July series. It's some older art, and I've got some interesting new stuff that I'm going to be putting out shortly. So then, uh, give me a follow at that fake guy Dan everywhere except Facebook. Normally, I've got a show going uh, Tuesday, 7 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, just new and upcoming artists in Synthwave, uh, Vaporwave, Darkwave, and then, you know, some retro stuff as well. And I guess that's enough shilling for me, but uh, check out my channels on all the various media, YouTube, Vines, BitChute, Gab, Parlor, Instagram. I'm that fake guy Dan everywhere. And you can find the podcast on 
I think everything. If I can make it happen, I'll uh, get us on to um, a iHeart Radio gig too. But you know, I'm just small potatoes, so all things in due time. Well, and with that, would be in that. Talk to you all soon. Be well.